Everyone remembers the ending to Halloween 4, right? With Michael being gunned down by every redneck and law enforcement in the tri-state area. Then we see Jamie recovering back at her home afterwards. It seems like everything is finally okay. And then we go into that first-person perspective. The familiar approach. Then the stabbing. Then the screams. By the time Loomis gets to the stairs, he sees what all that screaming is about. Jamie is standing there just as Michael had years prior, with the idea that Jamie would take over the mantle of the shape. While Mustafa Akkad may have had other plans today on what the f happened to this unmade horror movie, we're taking a look at Halloween 5, The Killer Inside Me. He's still on the loose. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. In continuing with our extensive Halloween coverage, the what-if of Halloween 5 has always intrigued me. For those unaware, the Halloween 5 that we received was released merely a year after the fourth entry. That means they had to write, film, and edit this bad boy in just 12 months. And why would they ever do this? because theater chains pledged a financial guarantee if producer Mustafa Akkad provided the film by October 1989. So I guess money always wins in the end. And since Akkad knew he'd be making this money guaranteed, it's a really poor continuation that mutes the Jamie Lloyd character and gives her these strange psychic powers. It's easily one of the most divisive of the series, and with good reason. It's boring and doesn't make a lot of sense. Why did this hermit take care of Michael for a year? Why does Jamie have psychic powers? Why did they make the boneheaded decision to kill off Rachel? Well, it turns out this wasn't the original plan. In fact, we were originally going to get the film promised to us from the ending of part four. This would have started right after the stabbing. Jamie's foster mother, Mrs. Carruthers, is being treated for her stab wounds. She's surprisingly forgiving, even caressing Jamie's cheek. But Mr. Carruthers, on the other hand, is pissed, saying things like, She's not my daughter anymore. She's a monster. I'm sorry we ever took her in. I'll kill her myself. Wow. Tell us how you really feel, Mr. Carruthers. Though, to be fair, she had just stabbed his wife, so he's probably a little bit perturbed. Jamie is left alone with a caretaker while Loomis and the cops deal with the chaos. Cue another scream. Loomis discovers Jamie gone and the woman that was supposed to be watching her stabbed through the heart. This is all the proof that Loomis needs to know that Jamie is taking on the mantle of her uncle. This is where the story takes a bit of a turn. Jamie runs off to an old church and ends up having an argument with an evil version of herself. This evil version tells her how she needs to kill. So we still get that weird aspect where Jamie has superpowers. There would be a lot of back and forth between Jamie and her evil self as she tries to avoid becoming her uncle. Meanwhile, the police are trying to hunt her down and take her in alive. Though Loomis wants her dead, fearing she'll be just as evil as Michael, his greatest regret. Remember this girl from part four? 
While it was cut in the film, this was originally supposed to be the grown-up version of Lindsay Wallace from the first film. She's friends with Rachel and consoles her after all the craziness. Rachel and Lindsay hide Jamie from the police because they obviously think that she's innocent. And as bad as the intro of Halloween 5 is, with Michael escaping the mine and tumbling down a river, this script doesn't have much better reasoning. Rachel goes to the mineshaft to make sure that Michael is in fact dead, and she somehow falls in herself, because this is apparently a comedy sketch. Needless to say, we find out that Michael is still alive, and Rachel barely escapes with her life. She also meets up with a jock from her school named Tom, who's having a Halloween party out on his farm. I guess she just completely forgot about poor Barry. Michael makes his way to Jamie because apparently that psychic connection is still alive and well. He kills Lindsay and disappears, so the murder is blamed on Jamie. And so much for bringing back the Lindsay character. Loomis enters full villain mode here, with him filling a syringe with cyanide and trying to inject poor Jamie with it. He even gives this super cheesy monologue that goes on way too long, with great lines such as, What's the matter? I'm a doctor. Come and get your medicine. Cyanide. No more senseless deaths. One child and the cycle will be complete. And then we get Jamie going full-blown psychic again, multiple evil versions appearing all around them. Jamie screams for them to not hurt Loomis, which is enough to convince Loomis that Jamie isn't evil and is clearly trying to fight whatever is trying to take her over. I like that that's what it takes for Loomis to be convinced. It's not like he can see these evil Jamies. We get a cool set piece at a Halloween party where Michael dispatches the remaining partygoers. There's even a moment where Rachel thinks that Jamie stabbed her, only for it to be revealed that it's actually Michael stabbing her from behind. Jamie's innocence is something that the story plays with constantly. Nearly every character is convinced both of her innocence and then her guilt at different parts of the script. So we never really know if she is evil or not. Let's play a game. <laughs> Probably my least favorite aspect of the story is when Loomis confronts Michael on the farm. That's where the party's being held. Michael pulls a Jamie and has multiple doppelgangers appear, confusing Loomis. Huh, not sure when this power was suddenly introduced. Loomis unmasks them one by one until finally getting to the real Michael, who snaps Loomis's neck. Yeah, he's dead. Well, I guess that's one way to get any fans to dislike your story. I'd say I understand why this script was scrapped just based on this moment alone. But we're not done yet. We've still got one terrible final confrontation to cover. See, Jamie pulls a Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street and tells Michael that she's not afraid of him. Magic knives appear out of thin air and explode from Michael's body. He collapses and Jamie takes off his mask. This is where we go full Jason Takes Manhattan and Michael is suddenly a young boy. Yeah, I just... God, what a dumb finale. This scene alone makes me kinda glad they didn't go this route even if we didn't get evil Jamie in the long run. But then the actual ending is kinda where the script shines. Rachel is sent off in an ambulance and Jamie joins Tom as they drive to the hospital. 
but as they're driving down the road, they suddenly crash into a tree. Inside the wrecked truck, we see a screwdriver firmly planted in Tom's head. The movie closes on Jamie as she walks down the street alone. Loomis was right, Jamie has succumbed to the evil. The final shot answers it all for us. Unfortunately, or well fortunately depending on some of that stuff in the third act, this version never had a chance of making it to production, with the theater chains dictating that young Jamie could not be the Meyer's successor. The fourth film had been entirely marketed as the return of Michael Myers, so passing on the mantle would have just pissed off fans, at least according to theaters. Akkad agreed, and this draft was thrown out. Damn. While this script clearly has some issues, there are some interesting elements that I would have loved to have seen executed. Heck, I just really wanted an evil Jamie. What we got instead was an absolute monstrosity of a film featuring a psychic Jamie, a delirious Loomis, and a version of Michael that has to be nursed back to life by a hermit. Yeah, and that's not even getting into the man in black stuff. Oh, they really messed this one up. But at least we know why they messed it up so bad. So if there's any lesson to learn from this, it's that maybe don't take the guaranteed money if it means your product is going to suffer. Obviously, the Halloween franchise continued to go strongly for many years, with the most recent film, Halloween Ends, wrapping up the Laurie Strode saga and bringing the franchise to a close. For now, at least. What did you think about this idea? Would you have liked to have seen Killer Inside Me as an actual film? What other unmade horror movies do you want us to talk about? Comment below and we'll see you in the next one. So hot! It's the skin off the sides of my eye! I'm ripping the fucking head off!